Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. We help small businesses grow by crafting and sharing their stories because when small business thrives, cities and communities prosper. Stories with Soul is brought to you by the Fort Worth Business Press, your source for news and business information in and around Fort Worth. Sign up for the Business Press's twice daily newsletter or become an insider using the storytelling coupon code STORYTELLING10, all one word, to stay up to date with the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Head to fortworthbusiness.com. Uh, to subscribe. I am a huge fan of the Business Press. I've been a subscriber for years. It keeps me up to date with everything that is going on in Fort Worth. Love it. Go subscribe for the newsletter. You won't regret it. All right, guys. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I'm your host, Jamie Ice. I'm joined by my good friend, Frank Moss. Hey, Frank, I'm, I'm, I'm about to read your bio real, real oh, quick. Okay. So so Frank, I've, I've known you for a, a few years and I'm crazy. More, more than a few. More than a few. But the, I'm, gonna, I'm about to read okay. this bio for okay. you in front of you. So, so Frank is a Fort Worth influencer and I would say fashion icon. <laughs> one of the best dressed people I've ever met in my entire life. He founded Franklin and Ath... God, I just butchered your it's name. Okay. You found Franklin and Anthony, which is a bespoke suit company, make incredible suits. You've worked in the industry for years, hosting and producing minor fashion shows, which led to styling for New York Fashion Week designers and major shows in Dallas. He has been featured. This is crazy. I'm about to read a bunch of fun stuff. He's been featured in Essence Magazine, Fort Worth Magazine. Fort Worth Magazine won the best men's boutique and the best tailor in Fort Worth. He's been featured in D Magazine, 360 West, Fort Worth Think, Fort Worth Weekly, Dallas Magazine, Dallas Morning News, and Craig magazine yes that's what i'm talking about fashion icon and also one of the founders of community frontline which is a really really cool nonprofit here in town doing some neat stuff we're going to talk about that that is the truth that is just so <laughs> well, welcome to stories with soul hey how, is, how does it feel when i say all that out loud um feels like a lot of people were confused and decided to write about me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and it's a lot of this has happened in the past a couple years, year or so? Um, no. Well, honestly, I don't know. I would say... Like, all these awards and stuff has been recent. Yes. So, probably in the past three years. Three years. For the most part. Like, a lot of those awards. But I've done so many different things that mm. some of those just came... And you were also an, you were an artist at one point. Like you yes. were you were you were a rapper yeah. doing music. And that's a whole nother list of magazines that I've been in. And that's a whole other life. Yes. What's okay, so my so my question is how 
how does, especially being from Fort Worth, which okay. is which when you think of fashion, you're not like Fort Worth, Texas. No, yeah. but you're changing the game on that. I'm trying. How did you, as a kid from Fort Worth, get into the world of fashion? So it's okay. So it's interesting. Um, I grew up in Stop Six, Fort Worth, yeah. Stop Six, East Side of Fort Worth, and um, in that world, it's it's just. Uh, we're we're very brand we've we as black people have just been very brand heavy mm-hmm. just because there was some form of status that just comes with it right with with what you're with, wearing with wearing yeah. yeah and so as I grew up my parents and it's not that they couldn't afford it they just chose to do this mm-hmm. they thrift store shop for okay. me a lot and then and did you have like shame because of that no, did you feel like had, you didn't I was just a little boy I didn't okay, have okay. no no issues until yeah. middle school when I started realizing all my shoes came from Payless that's <laughs> yeah. that's when the shame came in a little bit before then it was the fact that my parents thrift store shopped but their their choices mm-hmm. were crazy and when I say that I still wore Christian Dior polo and with Ralph Lauren, just single Ralph Lauren, because you know really? Paul and Ralph Lauren are different, but they're the same. And then I wore, I just wore high end clothes, but they were thrift store clothes. Yeah. Um, but did, were you brand aware at that time, or like? No, I had no idea, and yeah. I had no idea how to match. And my parents didn't make me, because uh-huh. I have a picture of me wearing a red and black sweater uh-huh. with a green and white button down underneath. It's Christmas. <laughs> I don't. It's a it's a gang of colors, right? Okay. Yeah. So it was terrible, and that was my that was my school picture. Like uh-huh. I guess they let me dress myself for that day. Yeah. But I've always just been a guy that. So I they knew. were put, they were putting you in these nice brands, but yes. wh- but when did you like start caring? Your middle school, you started to care about it. So, m- not middle school. It it was really high school. Okay. So before then, like just just being honest, I was I always had low self esteem mm-hmm. uh, through middle school and a little bit of high school and then Quentin you know Quentin Phillips yeah uh, on, the, on the school board at school yes. board in Fort Worth he was Q. Q my brother he just he just was like he was the guy that kind of shaped me and helped me to understand who I was mm-hmm. because he was like you have to get people you have to understand that it's a privilege for people to know you and for women to talk to you he told you that. That's what he told me. That's this, a, is, that's, this is in the ninth grade. Is that a lesson that has stuck with you? Yes. It, wait, say, say that one more time. Well, it's, it's a privilege. It's a privilege for people to know you and for women to talk to you. Yeah. Now, this was this hadn't stuck with me. This isn't something I go by. Okay. This is just something that he helped kind of push me uh-huh. in when I was a ninth grader and he was a tenth grader. Okay. So he's because, he's older, older yeah. automatically cooler. So he was just trying to help me get this self-esteem and an understanding and pride in who I am, right? Yeah. So just watching him carry himself in this confidence, because that's how he moved in he, high school. He And today, I mean, he still has a lot yeah. of, of just yes. energy. You're a around lot. him, and he's got a lot of energy and confidence. And, and all my friends were just like that, right? Yeah. They walked around with confidence. They dated some of the prettiest girls in Fort Worth at the time. And so that's just who they were. So I've watched them, and they kind of helped me build this self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't necessarily the greatest self-esteem, yeah, but it was it was better. I, I had a little bit of high self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So I started caring more about how I dress and how I carry myself. Mm-hmm. <coughs> because, because clothes Be- and fashion, the way, way you dress also can affect how you feel. Very much. Yeah. So it, it affected how I felt. It felt affected how I looked and how people perceived me, mm-hmm. right? So... 
that's when I started really just kind of dressing well. Um, then I joined a group called Distinguished Gentlemen, um, and that they taught me how to, well, not just taught me, but they had a requirement of we need to wear, you have to wear a suit every Tuesday. So every Tuesday. This is in school? This is in high school. In high, really? So we wore You're a wearing suit, a suit to school? A suit or at least a, a button down and a tie. Really? That's so we did fascinating. This, we did this for three years of just wearing suits and, yeah. and button downs. And um, that's so fascinating. Yeah. And then I'm in ROTC. And what did people think about that? Like if a kid showed up in a suit, I would be like, what's going on here? Well, people just thought. I mean, some people had jokes because they yeah. were like, you're going to church. Yeah. They felt like it was a church thing, but it uh -huh. just was it was just one of those things that kind of separated us in regards to just saying that we're, we're dressing for a success mentality. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I it, love that. It I was pretty cool. it was pretty cool. Yeah. But it, we also learned how to tie a tie. We learned how to iron. We learned how to which is kind of the deodorant the, on the gentleman component yes. of that. 100%. And were your dads teaching you that type, kind of stuff, too? Or like? um, my dad taught me that because I already had the clothing. Yeah. But <clears throat> he but I learned different ways of tying your tie. Okay. So it it wasn't just one particular knot. Yeah. It was a pamphlet that taught you all these different type of knots yeah. so you could understand how to switch it up and do things differently. Mm -hmm. But that was something my dad didn't teach me, right? Yeah. But then I did RTC. RTC teaches you a whole nother thing of making sure you stay clean, making sure everything's ironed, making mm -hmm. sure your shoes are polished, making yeah. sure you have a crisp look. So on Tuesday, I'm wearing a suit. On Wednesday, I'm wearing my RTC uniform. Mm -hmm. And then the other days, I'm just trying to be fly or trying to wear a nice T-shirt <laughs> yeah. and look cool. Yeah. So that's where everything started. And then graduated high school, ran for best dressed, won uh, I think I won. I believe I won. That was also so you you were you were you were best dressed way back. So back in high school, okay. Yeah, got into fashion back in high school a little bit. But then college changed everything because I okay. went to Prairie View. That's where I started the particular journey that started this thing that I like to cons call the wave. Right? Okay, I call okay. it the wave because it's God driven. Like okay. God just pushed me into a whole bunch of stuff, and okay. I just rode the wave. Oh, that's, that's good. So. Is that, is that part of your philosophy, just kind of like ride, ride 100%, the wave? 100%. I ride the wave and allow God to take me where he takes me. Just when doors open, you're like, I'm going I'm yeah. to go through it. I'm going to go through it. And if, and if I'm getting close and that door closes, then that just wasn't the door for me. I just continue to ride the wave. So um, that's, a cool, that's a cool perspective it's, on life. Yeah. It's... it's you just it's you, being God led. You, you, you kind of came to that in college. No, I came to that in. You call it now the wave. Okay, okay. I call it the wave. I came yeah. up with it like the understanding of it maybe five years ago. Okay. When I was looking at this uh, Japanese art, that's like it's famous. It's a big wave. Uh -huh. I think I know so, what you're talking about. So that's that's what kind of inspired the thought. And then you're looking back on your life now, yeah. and you're like, all these doors were opening up. And everything just flowed. So when I started telling my story, I started understanding the way that was going. So just to give, so what happened was in high, in college, I went into a college mindset. So now I'm dressing nice yeah. occasionally, but as I continue to get older in college and higher, I start wearing sweats a lot more. Okay. And I start wearing t-shirts. We're still, we're still going and, and buying so, clothes. And was part of that just, <coughs> just like it, it, it's a lot of work to wear a suit, and also people around me aren't wearing. Suits. Well, so I also I will say I have seen you, <laughs> I've seen you in sweats once. You've seen me in sweats. Yeah, more yeah, than you, once. yeah. So, so what one like you, you, you again are like one of the best dressed. 
people I've ever met. It's I just, appreciate it. It's I love. It's it's just fun. It's fun to see what you're gonna wear, and it's always elevated. I mean, it's like you take like you got accessories. Like right now, you got a, a thing in your pocket. You got a beautiful watch. You got cool hats. You got these fancy socks. But one day you showed up at my office in sweatpants oh, yeah. and a t-shirt, and I'm yeah. like, my mind was like. <laughs> Cause it was it was I've work never day. Seen you. It was work day. I was yeah. focused on work that uh-huh. day. But so anyway, sorry, man, I interrupted. Oh no, no, you're good. So In college, you kind of dressed down. So college, I started dressing down, but I also started rapping. Okay, right. So yeah. what I'm doing now is kind of telling you how I got into Franklin and Anthony. Okay. So I'm simultaneously doing yeah. two things. So I started rapping, um, and while rapping. You know, the dress code at that time, this is early 2000. We're talking baggy pants, big shirts, extra yeah. large shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm 135 pounds wearing extra large <laughs> shirts, right? Yeah. So this is how, that's the movement. That's where I'm going with it. And as a rapper, I rapped about certain things. I rapped mm-hmm. about fashion. I rapped about... Oh, you're um, rapping about fashion. I rapped about fashion. I rapped about cars. And I rapped about girls. Okay. Right, so that was the whole thing because that was what interests me. And, and is your music still out there? Like, could you get it on yes. Spotify and stuff? You, it's on Spotify. It's on Dat Piff. What is it? Uh, my name? Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite, quite frank. Quite frank. Yeah. Q U I T E frank. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, that's still my Instagram name and everything yeah. else. So, yeah, that's it's still there. Just strangely, and um, so you were. This was like more of a rap, fashion and style. Well, yes, but I still didn't do so much in fashion mm-hmm. but i was just rapping about it yeah but then in 2009 no 2008 my cousin matthew nelson uh b-i-y-d-i-y just shouting out to him <laughs> um he has a record label that's in oh, london cool. and everywhere else but wow. it's amazing but um anyways he he pretty much kind of groomed me back this is my younger cousin too mm-hmm. he kind of groomed me back into this suit and tie thing mm-hmm. because I, I had got away from it because I got so comfortable to just live in regular life. Yeah. And so I started wearing bow ties. And so I became okay. Mr. Bow Tie Guy. So I started wearing bow ties. We started thrift shopping again, thrift store shopping again. Uh-huh. So this whole cycle of thrift store happened all yeah. over again. We started doing that. And then I just started dressing better. And that became the thing. Like we wanted to make sure. So I, can I cuss on it? I don't you know. can cut, okay. yeah. Okay. So this is this is the mindset that my cousin put me in. So these right. are, and my cousin is also a he's part older. Of this. No, he's younger. Younger, okay. Like way younger. Okay. But he's he, he is a part of the Quentin Phillips, all these people, friends, like okay. group. And he said, one one of the things you have to make sure you do is, when you get dressed for the day, dress for the day. Mm-hmm. He said, get dressed for the entire day. If you know you're going to the club that day, get dressed like you're going to the club. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your fit. But yeah. make sure that you're shitting on everybody when you get there. <laughs> Wherever you go, you want to be the guy that goes in the middle of the room best. and takes a big shit because uh-huh. everybody's paying attention to you. Okay. That's that's what he said. Uh, that's the mindset. <laughs> Dude, we got some great little nuggets so far. We got the wave. <laughs> the big <laughs> shit and everything. Wait, so when you get dressed for the day, you're dressing? You're dressing for the day. Dressing for the day, but when you get there, what was say saying? How you said that? You want to be, you want to be the best dressed guy in the room. You want to be the guy that yeah, goes no, and shit yeah. in the middle of the room, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something I remember he said. So that's how I dressed, yeah. right? It's kind of like if if you're going. So, someone told me one one time, like if you're invited into the meeting, 
show up in the freaking meeting. Right. Like if you 100%. if you're in the if you get asked to be in the room, like don't be a wallflower. <laughs> be in the room. Like you're you're there for a reason. So it's that whole idea. Like if you're gonna be somewhere, like you don't do it. Don't do it half assed And bring your presence. Yeah. yeah. Make sure don't your presence it. is felt. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And you do you believe that the way the way you look like it affects people like it a, a thousand percent they they make people make a snap judgment every time mm-hmm. they whenever you just and that's just human nature we make a snap judgment when we when we look at people when, when we see someone and the way you carry yourself and the way you look and dress and are groomed makes a it makes it makes a big difference and so mm-hmm. i've heard that a lot from my clients yeah. like um so i have clients that that come to me first and they wore express suits that's yeah. the suits they wore uh-huh. but then when they came to me they said I, multiple people have told me the way that people treat me is completely different yeah. when I'm wearing one of your suits. Yeah. It's, and it's because it fits them. It looks like they're of a certain caliber. And I know yeah. that just sounds strange to say. Yeah. But when you dress and look like a million bucks, a million bucks, people yeah. treat you like you're James Bond. Yeah. Like, and I, I like <clears throat> if I see some of the stuff, some of the stuff you wear also is like. You're, you're, you're wearing a, a camouflage. I know, I'm wearing a camo jacket. You were, like, but I see that, I'm like, is this person famous? I mean, this is, especially in Fort Worth. Mm. Like, if you're in L.A. and you're in New York, you're it's, used to... It's like a normal. You're used to people looking really good. Yeah. Here, I'm like, dude, this this person must be special. I, I Maybe so. I, maybe I, that's... I, I, can, I can see that. I, I'll give you an example real quick of, of, of a lesson. When we when we were first, like, touring, playing music, when I was, like, mm. doing, doing music stuff, I, during the day, I would always wear like shorts and a tank top and I had these like baby blue Crocs, <laughs> the most un, so shorts, probably, top, probably okay. cargo shorts, yeah. a tank top and, 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 uh, Crocs. These Crocs, not rock and roll, not cool. But I remember we were on tour with this band called Need to Breathe and Bear, the singer one day was like, Jamie, you can't wear that. I'm like, but it's hot outside. He's like, you can't. He's like, people want their rock stars to be rock stars. 100%. They need their rock star. Like, people are, ex- they don't, not, they're just expecting you to be this. And if you look like that, you're, you're like letting them down. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling. At 6th Ave Storytelling, we know that stories aren't just for bedtime, they're powerful marketing tools, and we've seen what they can do. Want to see for yourself? Download our free PDF, The Storytelling Pathway, on our website, 6thAveStorytelling.com. It's everything your business needs to be successful. This is what I've used to grow my businesses and hundreds of others. It's a strategy that has led to number one albums, built large followings, and has helped generate millions of dollars in revenue, thousands of leads, and tons and tons of traffic. I've seen client after client reach their goals, which is why I'm crazy excited to share it with you today. I'm offering this for free because it's my personal mission to support small business owners and entrepreneurs no matter where they are at on their journey. Because small businesses are the heartbeat of a city and they really are what make it special. Sixth Avenue Storytelling has helped brands across the country grow their business using these exact steps. Head to sixthavestorytelling.com and download the storytelling pathway to get your step by step guide today. 
Stories with Soul is brought to you by Fort Worth Business Press. The Fort Worth Business Press has been instrumental for me as a business owner. They were actually the first publication to ever cover Sixth Avenue Homes and also Sixth Avenue Storytelling, which were huge, huge wins for our companies. I also have been following along for years. I've been a subscriber. It has allowed me to keep up to date with everything that is happening in the business community and see what other business owners are doing and just stay involved in all sort of the economic development of what is happening in Fort Worth. If you are in any way involved in business, you should go subscribe and sign up for their publication, uh, sign up for their twice daily newsletter. And, and, and they're actually offering a storytelling discount right now. If you listen to the podcast, become an insider using the storytelling code storytelling 10, all one word, lowercase to stay up to date with the people and companies and issues that matter most. Visit fortworthbusinesspress.com to sign up today. I get and, it. And <laughs> I get <laughs> it. But it's, but it's kind of like what you're talking it, about. It is. But so there's so there's almost like a, a, a access, a free access pass, too, that yeah. you get on dressing nice. Yeah. And I say that because we used to go to the club. Okay. Me and my friends, we would back, and this is 2009, when yeah. we used to wear suits mm. just because we were trying to shit on the club. Yeah. So we would go to the club. <laughs> trying to shit on the club. And we would just walk in. Yeah. We would walk past everybody. Mm-hmm. We'd walk past security. We'd walk past the that area where you pay, and we would just walk. And we would just really? converse the entire time while we're walking, and we, we looked like this is, yeah, we're supposed to be here. We know what we're doing, and nobody ever questioned it that because we so looked fantastic. like a certain caliber. It's kind of like having a, like we were running. It's kind of yeah. like having a clipboard. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was kind of like. But it's but it's also that the confidence too. It's the confidence, comes, yeah. But the confidence sometimes come from the clothing, from yeah. looking like the best. And did you, as someone who was who didn't have a lot of confidence, you said when you're little, mm-hmm. little younger. It, it's almost like kind of putting on your Superman cape or something. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like when I wear boots, when I've got a heel on, I, I feel that's why I always wear like boots on stage. They're just, they're not freaking, they're not comfortable, but, you but feel, it just gives me something. Well, when I, I get that too, that's something else. Cause when I get a little heel on my shoes and I feel a little taller, I feel <laughs> a, bit, a little bit confident too. Yeah. But yeah. So you so, so going to the clubs. So outside of that, um, then I started rapping about yeah. just more about fashion and these same things, but I amped it up and mm-hmm. I started pushing myself as an artist. And so at the time we had amped a, it up means in terms of like amping up meaning marketing. I was just, just more I was becoming more focused on me as a rapper because yeah. at at the time I was the part owner of Supreme Records. Okay. And so Supreme Records, Pink Slip Records, and The Slip. So as the owner, I was focused on artists a lot. And so I you were developing other artists. And yeah. I didn't, and re- so, I didn't realize you had a record label. That's and so we had, we had artists that went, had songs that played through Texas, some that played Gulf Coast, only in the Gulf Coast, and then some that went national and so on. So like uh, one artist named B. Hamp had mm-hmm. a song called Ricky Bobby. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. And so he was with us at first when that song came out, and we moved him over to uh, CKB, which is an entertainment management company. Mm -hmm. And so... I want we moved them over there because they could amp help amp him up and help yeah. him push further. Now that didn't end up happening, but at the time I sat down with one of the managers. His name is Ricky Booker, mm-hmm. and he told me he said um, he was like Frank, and this is the beginning of the wave. Okay, like well the next part of the wave. Yeah, and he said Frank, this is what you need to do. 
He said, I want to manage you, and I want to be over you, not as a rapper, but just as an entity, as a person, right? Okay. And he said, I want you to go home, and I want you to start trying to host fashion shows. Okay. And he said, so I said, okay. I went home, went on Facebook, and put fashion show host in my bio. You just you just I like just, spoke it into yeah. the universe. And as soon as I did it that week, I got Wait, a on call. your bio where like on Facebook. So Facebook. Facebook this is back. This in, is when fa- this is two thousand and uh, two thousand and eleven. There's no Instagram yet, right? There is an ins- Instagram, but it's very small. Okay, okay. Like so, Instagram is so not. So you just went on yet. Facebook, updated put, your bio. All your friends get updated, and I said. Uh, Facebook host. I mean, uh, fashion, fashion show host. Okay. That week, I got a call to host the fa- my first fashion show. What does that even mean? That means that God was moving me. Well, yeah, I get that. But I know, is- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy thing is, you it just, just happened. You just spoke I it. spoke, spoke it, spoke, and yeah. it just moved. You believe And it. so from that point on, like, I just started getting opportunities to host fashion shows. Okay. So, And what does it mean when you host? I, for someone, so, I, I don't even know what that means, so you're basically, hosting a fashion show. I introduced, so I introduced, I opened up the shows. I told welcome. them about, yeah, welcomed everybody okay, out. Okay. I introduced each designer. I spoke on what they were wearing, what they were creating. And where's these fashion shows at? Um, (coughs) My first one was in Arlington, and then I hosted some in Fort Worth. Uh, One in Arlington was and people are doing like they're doing the runway. Yeah, they're doing a runway and all that. I don't even know. I've never, I've never, I've never been anything like that. But but what I did was I told them I said, hey, while I'm doing that, can I can I perform during like the interlude, like the break? Oh, cool. Or can I perform while the designers is are walking? Okay. Uh, well, the, while the the models are walking, so I did that at some of the fashion shows. But while doing so, that allowed me to get my music out and host at the same time. But then there was a time where the stylist didn't show up, and they needed a male stylist. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me, while I was hosting, if I could also help with the styling. So I hosted and I was styling. Okay. And then and did you were you when they when that happened were you like I got this or oh were you yeah like, or I was you like, like I got it yeah okay because so, it was nothing because. It was easy. It, it was, was easy, easy for to you. me. It wasn't like I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do this. No, you're like no, I'm I just I'm gonna tackle this. Okay. So from that, I decided, hey, if I'm gonna do this, I have to, um, I have to start networking and I have to start meeting people because if I want to grow in the fashion world. And so you you had made the the decision. I want I want to get start more doing into this. that. Yeah. Okay. So because that was my, I felt like I could be a Jadena. Of the before Jadena was Jadena, I felt like I could be the Jadena or the Joey Badass or just these people okay. that have are ASAP Rocky that have moved through the fashion world, right? Okay. And so I did that. Um, and but then I started networking. I said I need to network, so I started uh, volunteering for fashion shows to do lights, to do media, to do whatever. Just getting immersed just any way you could. Any way, so I can start connecting and meeting people and talking to people, and that's what I did. So what ended up happening was I got a part of this team of Stefania's team, who is a she was a PR and a fashion show of uh, a design manager, something like that. Right. Okay. And so she had a team that was a team of stylists and makeup artists and all these things. And so I started moving with her team to fashion shows. And that's how I started working in the main the major industry fashion shows. So that's where that went. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna pause there. Okay. okay, a few a few things are interesting to me. One is with with your rap career, mm-hmm. like w- w- 
rap being being a music artist or rap whatever it is is you're an entrepreneur like you're right. starting a business and, and when spending money like spending money well, and, and it's like when you're a solo artist it's mm -hmm. like you are a solo entrepreneur that's a lot you're building a brand you're, yeah there's a there's money component to it and so so one like was that that was your sort of first intro into sort of entrepreneurship yes and then that kind of evolved so so from a young younger age like kind of right out of college in, in college right in college yeah in college you're sort of learning business and marketing and branding um i think that that that's interesting um and then the, i think the second thing is the interesting is is kind of on both of those you you just sort of said i'm gonna do it I'm 100%. just, I'm just, and was that hard for you? Like you talked about the confidence thing, or do you feel like at this point, like, man, I'm, I am confident in myself. I know who I am. So <clears throat> like there, there's, there's a, I, there seems like there's a, a attribute or a belief that you now have that I can do something. I can do whatever I want. So the confidence is more of having the confidence to be to my, I always had the confidence to do things, to accomplish mm -hmm. things. Okay. I knew I had the ability just because, like we talked about earlier, my father uh, being on the city council oh, yeah, for 12 which, years. Which, yeah, we, haven't, we, we didn't even mention that here yet. So, <clears throat> we didn't. So yeah. you, your upbringing is, all, upbringing is also unique because your your dad is... Well, he was, yeah, he was on the city council. He was on the city council. For 12 years, and my mother was on the school board for 29 years. Holy cow. So, so you, you're, you're like a... Fort Worth family kind of in the public 100%. eye. Yeah, so my especially on the east side where your dad's the yeah Yeah, and, and so both of them were in the same district. Well yeah. in the same area over the same area Isn't So there like a school or something named that? yeah, my mother has a library and a, and a school named after her. <laughs> So that's crazy. Yeah, she's she's big time. She's like a superhero uh -huh. But um, was there a lot of eyeballs on you as a kid was there pressure? Yes Were you kind of a black sheep like? Like so, I was treated differently because you're rap. Like were you, you're like, so yeah, okay, one. Cause stop there. So okay, were you treated okay. differently because your parents? In school, are, I was treated differently. Okay, in a good way or bad way? Both. Teachers are probably liking you. Kids no. are probably like, oh, they don't like you. So teachers would treat me a certain way and were afraid to do certain things because of my mother. Oh, so you felt like you could get away with stuff? That well. They were, no, when they, they used to treat me a certain way in a negative way uh -huh. because they were kind of like, oh, well, he think he can do anything. He thinks he's tough shit. Yeah. yeah. And then the other side was I did get away with a lot of stuff. Like I, this is, this is 1996 through 2000. I'm in high school mm -hmm. and I had a cell phone in high school. Mm -hmm. People didn't but you even, were, you were supposed even, to have Nobody even had cell phones in general. So yeah. cell phones was kind of like. What? Yeah. Nobody should have uh -huh. a cell phone. Like adults didn't even have cell phones. Yeah. But I had my mother's cell phone. So it was one of those privileges because it was kind of like, well, I have to have my phone just in case something happens. Yeah. But no. My mom's name's on the building. <laughs> <laughs> Some, no, not, not at the time. But that yeah. came later. Okay. But um, that was one of the things that I had to deal with. But my parents and my, so my sister's a nurse. My brother's accountant. Uh, both of them graduated from Texas. My brother graduated from Texas Wesleyan University as, long, as well as my father. And I believe my mother got her master's from Texas Wesleyan. So, that, so that's something like you're, you're, these are like, your parents are public servants. They're right. like. A hundred percent. Your brother's an accountant. Your mm -hmm. sister's a nurse and you are like <laughs> well, I'm a rapper. rapper I'm a rapper in college though they, were they supportive of that 100% okay so they, they you they weren't like mad at you for doing no. that okay no they they always supported me with whatever okay because they knew that were you, are you something. younger 
Oh yeah, my brother's my brother just turned. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. My brother turned sixty okay. this year. So you're kind of the baby of the family. Yeah. And so they, so you, so so that's interesting. Your, so your parents were supportive of you. Probably some of that confidence came from having parents who believed in you. A hundred percent. Now, confidence in my visual, yeah. like my appearance, is yeah. where I was lacking. Okay. I had, I had my self esteem was low <clears throat> on my appearance. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else, I believed in myself. Okay. So that's that's why I felt like I could tackle anything. Mm-hmm. So having running, uh, doing school and running a record label where people like Slim Thug was giving us a call because he wanted to sign us or mm-hmm. people from Sony was trying to sign us. Like mm-hmm. those were things that made us confident and kept me confident because I'm doing things that a lot of people weren't doing. Yeah. And we were we were the we were the rappers we were part of the rappers of prairie view AM university we had mixtapes that we passed and sold all over the campus that people were just listening to on a regular basis so it was what a wild world like <clears throat> that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> you know it doesn't. like making, it doesn't where you like burn it burning the tapes and like yeah and it, it's crazy because some of some of the biggest djs one of the biggest djs like grew up with us at UT mm-hmm. and it's not UT at Prairie View in our yeah. dorms and it's just so many artists that we were cool with yeah. like we were cool with Paul Wow and uh-huh. I used to work at his club and then I ran into Jim Jones all these times and yeah. it was just all these different opportunities that we were having yeah but um yeah so yeah I don't so there so, th- so this is this is interesting. I didn't know this part about your, part of your story that the, oh. the fashion side has been a big a big part of it so when did you when did you make the jump to to like to um, suits? To suit. Well, well, yeah, starting Franklin and Anthony, <clears throat> and like I'm, I'm now, I'm kind of. You stopped doing music, and I'm like going all in on fashion, and I'm starting the the company. So okay, <clears throat> so the way this happened, right? Yeah. So I was doing the fashion shows, and then a guy named Keon Anthony. Mm-hmm. Who was a stylist in Fort Worth? Who's came the, up to me. The Anthony. Yeah, who was? Who okay. is the Anthony? Um, he came up to me and he was like, "Hey, Frank, what do you think about starting a suit company?" Okay. And I knew at that time that thrift store shopping and wearing these clothes is is great, but there was a next level, and the only way to get to that next level was custom suits. Mm-hmm. Had you had a custom suit? Never. Had you know how to sew? I knew how to sew a little bit. Okay. But not really. Let's start a so, suit so, company. So I don't said, own a custom suit and I don't know how to like make but, suits. But he was like, let's, let's start one. So yeah. I said, okay. And he this knew is, how to sew. This is that confidence. But yeah. yeah. So we, and I said, as long as I can get them for free, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> well, nothing's free. I yeah. learned that later. But nothing. when I first came the in. Third lesson of the yes. day. Nothing is free. <laughs> Absolutely nothing is free. Okay. Somebody has to pay for the fabric. Somebody has to pay for the, the labor, the thread, the yeah. buttons. Everything costs, right? Yeah. But um, I started working under a guy named Derek Robinson mm-hmm. who had a company called Persona. So I worked under him for about a year, me and Anthony. That's another but suit company Another or suit company. Okay. But what I did was when I went in, I told him, I said, hey, I'm starting a company called Franklin and Anthony. Okay. So you already had the name before you even made I already had the name. Yeah. I knew what it was. Yeah. I said, I'm starting a company, Franklin and Anthony. We went to Fiverr and got a uh, somebody to create a... Logo. logo for us okay. so we had the logo yeah and then i went to him and i said hey i want to we want to work under you but i want to work under the umbrella of you so i'm going to promote my business mm-hmm. but i'm always going to put you in the picture 
Mm-hmm. So it, I put Franklin Anthony real big, and I put Persona real small in the corner yeah. just to, to combine it. But I was like, we're under Persona. So he was making your stuff. Yes. You you were building the brand and selling it. Right. And now because you had you had you were kind. He was kind of like white labeling it a little 100%. bit. Yeah. Because I've always been about everything is based on branding. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I've been branding Quite Frank since two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna utilize Quite Frank. Your audience. Hundred percent. Everything. Yeah. So I just moved it over to start talking about suits. Now, I stopped rapping in 2013 Mm -hmm. because I had made a song after I got married and I wasn't I wasn't remembering that I was married. Okay, (laughs) it got me in a lot of trouble. So because of that, I stepped down because I didn't know how to rap and. Yeah. Talk about my real life. And I'm married now. You can have this. I just fake. Sort right of character, if you will, and it just it just couldn't work. And it, and it, yeah, and I remember you had like a video, and it was like, yeah, women and yeah, it was rough. Smoking cigar, yeah. And I watched and it. Mia was probably like, I watched you, it again. You put the hammer year. down on this. Yes, it almost caused a divorce. Okay. So I watched it again this year, and I said, "What was I thinking?" But yeah. <coughs> that's neither here nor there. So can we I pa- pa- pause, pause no, real quick? Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, other other inter like. You're you're also married to another entrepreneur, another kind yes. of power powerhouse woman in her own M- Mia Moss, who does t- 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 just talk. She she has a coffee shop. She has her own brand. She has she has a coffee shop. Um, she created her own roast, so she sells her own beans. Uh-huh. Um, black coffee. Uh, she's the first black-owned coffee shop in Fort Worth, on the east side of Roseville and Vine. Mm-hmm. My allergies are. Getting to me. Sorry. No, I'm, you're I'm good, not, man. Take some. I don't have anything else. I'm <laughs> Okay. And um, I mean, she's been doing that for. She opened up November 2019. Oh, if gosh. you remember That's that time frame. Time. Yes, it was. It's beautiful. She woke. She opened right that Thanksgiving while students were all gone from the school because she thought we're going to get Texas Wesleyan to come flood and and do yeah. it. Then they go on break. They come back. She has a grand opening in January. The kids shut down the school in March. Oh yeah, hold that. I want to get. I want to get to yes. that. Handle. Okay, we'll, we'll get okay. to. But okay. the point is. The point is. Your wife is also awesome. She's awesome. She's y'all are both y'all are a power couple. She <laughs> she kind of is shutting down the rap thing. Yeah, kinda. Well, but, you, you you are making the choice. We're like, this I is am. not beneficial. Talk. This isn't beneficial. Right. Yeah. And then I. But I was also doing the suit. So I was rapping. I was doing suits. Yeah. And. Yeah, and doing hosting on the side occasionally, mm-hmm. right? Hosting the fashion shows. Yes, but I, I cut the hosting off because I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But um, then I cut off rapping because it was pulling more money out of the household than ever, than I was making. Because it's, it's, ex- it's expensive it's, it's to expensive. make music. It's expensive 100%. to promote it. Yeah. And so the suit company, I made more money in the suit company that first year than I had wow. ever made over there. So I was Crazy. just like, it just doesn't make sense for me to keep doing this. And my passion is not the same because I can't necessarily rap about what I want to rap mm-hmm. about. So I stepped away from music. And um, so we did that. We worked under them. And then during that time, I created, as I'm building my brand, I gathered my own tailors. I gathered my own fabric companies from all over the world. And then I told him, I said, we sat down and I had a conversation with her and I said, hey, it's time for me to move forward. Mm-hmm. And we shook hands and we were good. And then that's when Franklin Anthony actually branched out and became its own entity. Which, what, what year was that? 
What year is this? Uh, it officially became its own entity in 2015. Oh, okay. So okay. I started working with him in 14. So 2015. And so, yeah. And so, and at this point, you now know how to make suits. You know where they come from. You I, know what need, goes into the business side of it. I do. And you said, I'm, I'm going all in. Did you have to, like, did you have to raise money to do that? Did you have to, like, no. Oh, is it expensive to do that? Like, not for me. Okay. <laughs> so that's so I, I say and it sounds weird to say, but the thing is I started understanding I had an understanding of entrepreneurship and how money should flow, right? Yeah. So the way this business worked was nothing gets made until money is paid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's just what it is. So once that money, I know, I know you're running another. This is our fourth grade. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's a good business model. Yeah. Nothing gets made until something gets paid. Yeah. So the money is brought in. They provided the money, yeah. and then I created. But at that time, my whole focus was more on marketing and reaching out to people and trying to get things going and creating content and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So in doing the business, because a lot of people don't understand as an entrepreneur, there's so much business and work that has to be done outside of the actual work of the product. Of making a product. Right. Yeah. It's it's a gang of work. Um, so Such as? Um creating the the orders being researching the details constantly researching and learning how to do things uh, making sure that you're ordering the fabrics you're ordering the supplier everything's moving as it's supposed to you're updating clients you're updating there's a lot well, there's, there's just, a lot yeah it's just so much organization in, in addition to what you were just talking about too content like I, right you are a content creator and, and if I don't do that yeah then nothing comes if, in. If you're not posting, and, and a lot of the content is is of yourself. Right. Because you you kind of are, you're the brand. And that's, again. and you're, you're showing, you're showing people, here's, here's what success looks like. Here's what, here's what style looks like. Yes. Yeah. And you, you started building a big following. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You have a big pretty, following. I have a pretty good following. Yeah. But that's part of it. Like, yeah, you're showing, hey, you, if you want to look like me. <laughs> and that's, but that's what it takes. And, mm -hmm. and so. It takes so much behind the scenes. So, like, right now I tell people I don't have time to create or make any suits. So that's why I have tailors. Oh, yeah. And okay. so because and I where, really don't. And are your tailors, are they are they overseas? So aren't aren't most, like, custom suits made overseas? Some of, Most of them are. Okay. Some of them are, aren't. Like Philip Maximilian, who's yeah. in town. But then I also have a tailor in Dallas. Oh, okay. So uh, Shayla, she makes uh, some of our stuff, mm -hmm. too. Um, so, but the key is like, you're the one saying, man, this is the fabric you got to do. Yeah. This is the style. Cause how you, any people can make a, a suit. Doesn't mean it's cool or doesn't mean it, well, it's yes. relevant. But there is, it's also a fact of there's so many details that you have to understand. Mm -hmm. Like as a, as a clothier or what you would call me. Is that what you'd be called? The, mm -hmm. A clothier. Um, okay. and, and so I'm going back to school to, uh, to brush up more on my tailoring. Okay. But um, <coughs> I have to understand the body too. Mm -hmm. So I'm paying attention to people's shoulders. I'm paying to people. I'm paying attention to people's arms, uh, the way they stand, mm -hmm. how like where their issues are uh, physically, um, just based on their body shape. There's so many things that you have to take in consideration when you're building a suit for people, mm -hmm. because you don't. Everything plays a part. So some people have this thing like. Tr 
like when I work with people who drive a lot, mm-hmm. they have this slump thing to where one shoulder's down and one thing is up here because mm-hmm. this is how they drive. Yeah. So because of that, I have to take those into consideration, understanding the type of padding, padding for the shoulders, the type of padding for the body. If they're a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. like uh, the type of cut works best for them, the type of lapel, the width based on their shoulder stance. Uh, if they have a butt, if they have flat butt, sometimes people who have no butt at all, <laughs> I have to create a butt okay. with their pants. So you're, it's, you're like, it's I, so many things that I'm you have to do. I'm sculpting. I got to make people. You make people look good. That's, that's that, the plan. And that's why when you, you go to like Men's Warehouse or something and just put this box on. <laughs> just put in a box. It on. makes but, people look bad. Uh, true. But it's, it's even more than that. So like if you go there to Men's Warehouse, just an example, yeah. and then you get measured for a custom suit there, um, they'll take, I believe they take like 20 measurements, right? Okay. But we alone take 30 measurements for a man and women are over 40. Wow. But those measurements also come into play with understanding again, understanding the body mm-hmm. and, and understanding some of the things that they have going on and then giving them full detail and control of exactly how they want their suit to be. Mm-hmm. So some people are just like little funky things like a red button, like yeah, something look at sim- your... similar to this, right? Uh-huh. But some people, there's just certain details that people want. Yeah, if, you, you if, you, if you're listening and can't see this, I mean, like, I, oh, yeah. what, what is that? The, the buttons so, on your sleeve? So basically, I have are, are surgical, like... what they would call functional or surgical buttons, Okay, uh, four of them, and then the... There's four colors on my button. And that looks on my crazy. And those buttons look crazy cool, yeah, too. Yeah, these, um, these are India coins. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, that's what they they look like, one quarter Indian coins. Yeah. And that's part, but part of what people are going to you for, they're like... It's the custom. Tell me, make me look good with all the measurements and stuff. And then yeah. Tell me, t- tell me what to wear. Tell it like... Well, Every, yes. everyone has their own style. You you find people's style. You're helping yes. people. And, I, and I'm also giving them an experience, too. So okay. that's, that's talk about that. Experience is a big part of it, too. right? So 100 percent. So that's and that's the difference between me and a lot of other people is the experience I provide people. So a consultation is what they book and they come in and they sit down. It's it's normally an hour and a half to two hours. Wow. We sit down. We we drink. <laughs> Sometimes drink water, champagne, wine, or bourbons, or scotches, or you're, cause you're like jeans. a you're like a bourbon connoisseur, right? Or whiskey well, connoisseur? Whiskey, okay. yeah. Whiskey. I have two bars. Okay, so we we drink. We we just enjoy ourselves, and then we, we because you it, want it to be it's it's, it's, it's experience. experience. It's supposed but, to be fun, but it's also me getting an understanding of who you are and how you how you move, how you feel, how okay. you think. So you're kind of analyzing them and and understanding the person. Yeah, so we can build something that you like. Yeah, and then we we choose a fabric together and then we create the suit together so and I, I help walk you through it give you an understanding of what things look like what would be best on you mm-hmm. but i want you to be a part of the experience yeah so you can feel like yeah we created this and this is what i wanted so and then we take measurements and then after that you come back for a fitting so it's this it's this a good experience and does the space kind of have a vibe to it too? yeah the space you, said you have a bar yeah the space is pretty dope i've uh-huh. heard that a lot uh-huh but um it was people, that that's part of the vision it was like it's I part of the vision people, yeah. yeah and it's it's, it's, it's if they're spending that much money part yeah. par, part of it is like you want it to be fun. an experience yeah. right but i want you to but you also walk away understanding what you just bought too mm-hmm. like you learn like you're taught 
about a suit. So yeah. you have knowledge to where if you don't come back to me, at least wherever you go, you can look at it and say, this is what that is. This is what that is. How come I don't have the option of this mm-hmm. or what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I kind of arm you so you're able to be able to call out who's for real and who's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I, cool. I do that on purpose because I'm for real. And what, <laughs> <laughs> you're setting the bar. You're setting yeah. the bar high. Can, how would you describe the y'all your style like you're if you're getting a franklin anthony suit like you you have a unique style so that's different than other people doing this i've right? heard that a lot i have no idea you don't know how you would articulate I, it i have no idea because i don't even know i don't even see the difference really i don't you don't you don't you don't I, think i don't i don't see the difference and and so one of the things is people when they come to me so people come to me and some of them have never seen the way I dress or anything because mm-hmm. a lot of my business, the way I get business is I get a lot of referral business mm-hmm. in social media. So social media is people who've seen me before, but the referrals are people who have never seen any of the way I dress or anything. Okay. They're just being pushed my direction. So, someone's like, I got, they're like, someone's like, where'd you, where'd you get this suit? Yeah. I got it from this guy. Go see him. Right. That's, that's a great, and, and, that's like the best customer, right? And some hundred percent. And some people are coming to me and saying, I'm simple guy. Mm-hmm. So we create a simple look that makes them feel comfortable. Okay. So, but I would assume a lot of people are coming to you because of your style. They do. Yeah. But I don't want them to have my style. I'm not trying to make a lot of car, uh, carbon copies of myself. I'm yeah. trying to help you be you. Yeah, yeah, I see but that. I, know, I, know, I see but that, I but I still think they're buying, like they're buying it. They're buying into you as the brand, and you have this thing. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's a little flashy. It's a little like it fun. Is, it's it can it's be. fun because when it, when I when I like hear the word suit, you know, pr- probably as a kid or something like, I'm thinking like business people or your dad went yeah my yeah, dad yeah you know, wearing but it's like for you it's like this is a fashion statement this is a it's not it's not your grandpa's suit it's, no it's, that's what i mean it's 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 very different and, it, and, it, and in fort worth it's pushing the envelope it can be yes yeah yes which is and it, which is good i feel like you 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 have helped kind of usher in uh sort of a new style. Can you talk a little bit too about the black dandies? So we, we don't do black dandies anymore. Oh, you don't. But black dandies is an organization that we started, but it's just not an organization. So okay. black dandies is, but there's this it's, movement, it's movement yes. of like black men dressed in freaking fancy, cool suits. 100%. Like I, like a, <laughs> y'all, y'all came downtown Sunday square and it's like just all these and people are like, what? yeah, are they famous? Are they movie star? Like it was, it was cool. Yeah. But, but, so, but that's a, that is a new movement sort of a, that I feel like you've helped start in DFW. Yes. But it's interesting. Okay. So black dandies goes all the way back to Congo, right? Africa. So, Africa. Okay. So black dandies was a, because <clears throat> there's Congo black dandies, right? So these are people who wear loud suits and that's just what we've done. Like in Africa, we're known for wearing, if you look at the prints that we wear, they're, like very they're bright, bright yeah. and loud. So we've, uh, even our suits then are bright and loud and we wear a lot of gold and we wear a lot of accessories. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the whole part of it. It's a flashy peacock type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what happens is the, the dandelion, 
what they called it too. Okay. It's another name of it. Transferred to, um, came to America. So people like Most Def and mm-hmm. Common and Andre 3000 and just these different people have been a part of the, uh, the Black Dandy movement. So wearing like Janelle Monet wearing, and not just men, but men mm-hmm. and women yeah. wearing. Because <clears throat> you, you do a lot of suits for women too. I do yeah. like crazy lately, mm-hmm. but a lot of accessories. So yeah. you might do a whole bunch of accessories. You might do a loud suit, but even if you don't do a loud suit, you're wearing something that is a standout piece because that's what you're doing. You're standing out and you're not doing the sartorial look. And sartorial is like England, London, you know, suits, yeah. the basic that you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? The, the the traditional look. Like a banker. Right. Yeah. The traditional look. And we're standing outside of that traditional look because black dandies originally – the dandy movement originally was about standing up against the government or standing up against some form of oppression to say we're here and we're mm. we're loud and we're expressing ourselves through our clothing. And we have a lot of pride. Cause we're, right. Yeah. yeah. So, But you started that kind of in... Not, not, I, or, I, don't, yes. I, don't, I don't know if I'm putting no, no, it all you're on right. your shoulders, but, but all of a sudden I'm seeing a lot more people dressing like this. <laughs> and I think the common thread in a lot of it is... is you organizing and and showing people here's a a really cool way definitely to live and dress and so I will definitely say that I did start it in DFW yeah in general yeah like so there's a there's a, a company called Black Men's Wear who has taken it on their shoulders and has moved it all over the nation and mm-hmm. has done great things with it and 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 they started theirs in Dallas mm-hmm. that was where they did their first one and we were part of their first one and their very first photo shoot that they did yeah. but before then we did start it before then we yeah. we brought the black dandies and we created this this loud look of distinguished looking black men in suits and, and could, it was can you like is it, do the hashtag like hashtag black dandy just look it up on Instagram it's really cool oh. y'all did all these photo shoots and the content yeah. and stuff is I mean it's it's, it's it's cool. And who did... I can't even remember who did our first photo shoot. Can James. you... Okay, so I want to I wanna go back a little bit. Okay. Um, because <laughs> you just made this whole thing sound... Well, granted, you caught a wave. What, there's, yes. You, but you made it sound very easy. This is so easy. This is so fun. I just started this thing. And it, it, <laughs> I know it was not that easy. And so, I know it costs money and there's time and blood, sweat, and tears. Can you talk about just some of the struggles okay. involved? Like, what it, was there any point where you're like, this is not working. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm regretting doing this. Or like, so no. Okay. Not ne- that, but was never, it, never have I thought anything, about throwing it out. But was there anything hard. where you're like, this is hard. This so, is not going well. There was a point of... The struggles were women's suits. Okay. Because I, I thought about that. One of the things is, and because I've, I've been asked that question a lot, things have always flown, flowed well with me. So this wave thing I talk about, uh-huh. putting it on the page, moving into Franklin Anthony, the business has always just flowed my direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do heavy marketing. I don't do any of that type of stuff. Business just flows from good referrals and, and word of mouth. Yeah. You're doing but, marketing. You're not paying but, for, like, advertisements right. and stuff. It's just You're it's just, just producing moving. cool content. Yeah. Right. So what happens is I was moving into – so I have a lot of struggles. A lot of struggles <laughs> are I was moving into women's suits, mm-hmm. and this was about three or four years ago. And – Everything I, everything that was going on always had issues. 
everything. Like your so finished product had issues? Finished product had okay. issues. So the tailor that I was working with at the time, he was he would make beautiful pieces for women, like dresses and all this other stuff. But then when he would make these suits for me, they would come out terrible. Mm-hmm. And so then I would lose money on the fabric. I would lose money, and I would have to give money back to the person. Okay, I've lost out on. So uh, your your whole what was it? Uh, pay pay, then you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was not working because now time. I'm having to refund. <laughs> refund. I just made the suit, and now it just cost me money. Yeah, and I've already spent like three or four hundred dollars on fabric and supplies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm losing on that, and and it just constantly kept happening with delays and me just having these things that happened in the women's, and mm-hmm. and it came to a point to where I was just like, maybe I shouldn't do women's suits. All right, guys, we're interrupting your podcast experience once again. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we are giving you something for free. So it's totally worth it. Yeah. We recently released a document called The Storytelling Pathway on our website. It is our playbook for success, for growing brands, for marketing. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's every literally everything that we do at Sixth Avenue Storytelling, and we want to share it with the world. We want to give it to you. So in addition to these nuggets that you're learning on this podcast, you can get our free playbook, free manual for how you grow your business from Sixth Avenue Sixth Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah, it's that's the right. storytelling, and it's really, really good. It's Where do you find it? It's SixthAvenueStorytelling.com. There you go. And it's good. Go get it. Go download it. I promise it's going to help your business. Mm-hmm. So yes, I did throw the towel in on that one for a second, mm-hmm. but then I came back because I never could give up on it. But that's that was the issue of trying to land women's suits because I knew it was money in that world, mm-hmm. and I don't want to miss out on this because yeah. this is a great opportunity. Yeah. But then the next thing that was an issue was stepping away from my nine to five yeah because i started this in 2015 so it was a side hustle at first it was a side hustle it was a side hustle. so from 2015 to 2018 i'm working at chase bank yeah that i had been working at since 2011 mm-hmm. and so i was working in the mortgage department i was getting paid really well yeah and i have did a song about that too it was called man versus slave mm. and it was the battle of for sure money Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to be a slave to the industry, of yeah. to the corporate America, or do I want to be a standalone man that's working for myself, mm-hmm. right? So that was the battle that I was constantly going through. That's always a struggle. That's like before you take the leap, it's like, do I, can, I, can this dream support it, you know? Yeah. Just making sure it's not do I. <laughs> but, yeah, so 100%. So I had— I had one client who's still my client today from 2015. He told me, he said, this is the thing. You want to at least have 40 rotating clients. Oh, <laughs> if wow. you can have 40 rotating clients, then you can step away from everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 40 rotating clients. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm going for. So I started. So you had a, for so that. you had a number. I had a that's number. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. You, ha- you, you sort of had, that's almost like your business plan or your performa, your you're, and I don't know how to make performance in business plans. Yeah. I've but, never done that. But I didn't stick to it. Okay, okay. You didn't. So that's what I was going to say. I, that was the idea. I thought about it. <laughs> but I didn't stick to it. I just said to myself, well, I need to have a lot of clients. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and count to 40. Okay. <laughs> so um, 
I just I stuck to it with that mindset. But then it got to a point to where 2018, I was working in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And this is where I took that leap of faith to go full in, mm-hmm. right? I said, I'm just going to jump right into this. So Did you have a lot of clients then? I had clients. Okay. I had a lot of clients. but And were you getting, were you, I'm assuming you're worn out. If you're I like, am. I'm, I, I got to a point to where I'm working on Franklin and Anthony at Chase okay. all the time. Yeah. And that's where my focus is. Yeah. And I'm really not so much focused on Chase. Yeah. And so... It got to a point to where Chase, the building, was moving to Frisco. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not moving from Louisville to Frisco to drive because yeah. that's an additional $200 in tolls. Yeah. And that's extra time, gas yeah. and time and traffic. And they're not paying me more. Yeah. So I told God, I said, hey, I need to get out of here mm-hmm. by this summer because they were leaving and they were moving in December of this is 2017 the summer 2017 and they said they were moving uh january 2018 Mm -hmm. i said i need to get out of here they're kind of forced your hand a little bit right 2017 came and i I looked at my profit and how much i was making a year and it just didn't make sense Mm -hmm. so i said okay i don't think i can do this yet Mm -hmm. and god didn't say it was time Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is just me telling him 2017 i'm moving yeah so i looked at it and i said i can't do this but Frisco got pushed back an additional year mm-hmm. because they said, we're going to push this back because we still have time on this building. So they said, we're leaving January 2019. Okay. I said, okay, well, this is this is it. I got this a year got, this is, yeah, to, to get go my stuff get a lot together. more clients. Yeah. And so 2000 in January 2018, I said, I'm leaving this summer regardless. I said, God, work with me. Mm-hmm. So... The time is coming. 2018 shows it was up. Me is supportive of the. Mia is 100%. She's supportive. like, you need to She's do like, it. She's like, as long as you think it makes sense, I got you. Yeah. I believe in you. But you and have, you got kids, you got like the way to. Two boys. Yeah. She's still working at middle level. Mm-hmm. So the black coffee's not here yet. So May 2018 <coughs> comes and I say, okay, I need to get out of here because I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. It was it was dealing with my depression. I was having issues at the house with my young, my oldest, um, just trying to help him out. And so I was just like, I can't do this. I have to get away from here, mm-hmm. and I have to focus on my business. Mm-hmm. I called Troy. I don't know if you know Troy. You know Troy, I think. Troy. Troy Washington. He's a real estate agent. Okay. So I called him and I said, Hey, I gotta find me a showroom. Yeah. I'm gonna just go ahead and start moving. Okay. So we go. We find a sh- we. I, I find a place myself. I say, let's go check it out. Mm-hmm. We go look at it. It's the right next door to Chinese, uh, Cannon's Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah. And then I look at it and I say, Mia, what you think? And she says, I like it. Troy says, I like it too. I but said, you got to sign a lease. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot of money. It is. But I said, I like it. Okay, I'm going to do it. So you signed this piece of paper. Not yet. Okay, I'm getting okay. ready to sign. <laughs> okay. But I had to talk to my business partner at the time. Yeah. I go to work the next day. They call me into the office and they lay me off. Oh, wow. And I, I, I couldn't do anything but get excited. Okay. Oh, you were excited when they I was you excited yeah. because the difference was I was about to quit. Yeah. When you quit, you don't get you anything. You don't get anything. Yeah. They laid me off the next day after I found my showroom. I said, this is God talking to me, right? Uh This is the wave. This is God sending me on my next wave. And so I called my business partner at the time and I said, hey, this is what happened. I just got laid off. He said, 
Well, if God laid you off the day after you think you found the showroom, I'm with it. I don't even have to see it. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. But this is the kicker, too. I had an option. When they laid me off, they offered me another job. Mm -hmm. It was a lateral position. So I got paid more Mm -hmm. doing the same exact thing in a different department. And I looked at it and I said, this is just God testing me to see if I really want to be here. Mm -hmm. So I told him no. Okay. (laughs) And so I just moved. I just said no and I left. Yeah. And that was it. From that point on, everything picked up. And were you freaking out that night or were you happy? I was happy. You had peace. I had peace. You weren't like, how am I going to pay the bills? Not even a question. Wow. That's so cool. Everything just, everything took off. And as part of that, your faith, you're like, you're like, I feel like God's also opening, is behind this and opening these doors. Because I felt like everything, I felt like I went home and put fashion show host on my bio again (laughs) i got a space (laughs) i felt like it because i felt like Uh, that's a good that's a good image that i put that's that's another i put fashion host on my bio it's kind of like i'm I'm gonna do it yeah i'm gonna fit i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna figure it out and it's just been flowing so we we were in that building for two years um uh, my business partner at the time is no longer my business partner but we moved we bought a building um june 1st of 2020 during the pandemic. Oh, you bought a building. We bought you? a building. Wow. We moved in. Where's that? Where's that building at? It's on Lancaster and Jaeger Street. Okay. On the east side of Fort Worth, because we wanted to move our businesses back to the east side of Fort Worth. E- e- that's 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 in your blood. Like yeah, that's, that's that's where we are. Yeah. And so we moved back, and the it's a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. It's way bigger. It's beautiful. And business is just flowing. Uh, I tell people last year was the best year I ever had during the pandemic, mm-hmm. 2020, which is crazy. Really? 2021, I beat last year by July. You're already, you've already beat it. I beat it by July. And you still and, have six months to go. And I still had six months to go, but then July ended up being the best month I've ever had in my life. Yes, dude, that's crazy. And then it's just been flowing. So, yeah. And a lot of that's favor and just... And trust, yeah. And trust. What was I... I think there's something to that idea of changing the bio, <laughs> changing, I changing the bio. I, I've always been a believer in as long as you know why you want to do something and you you know the heart behind it and you believe in it. Yeah. You, all, you can always figure out how to do something, how you do it. You can figure it out. But I think I think that and that's kind of been how I've always operated. I'm like, I know that I think there's, there's a need here for this. I know why I want to do it. I feel like my heart's in the right place. I feel like God's opening doors. For sure. I'll figure out how to do it later. And you've done so many things, like a lot of great things. Some of them. So yeah. <laughs> some of them work, some of them haven't worked. <laughs> but but you think you figure out how you, to do it. You and you push and you yeah. push it like you don't have a plan B. Yeah. You but yeah, you you burn the ships. That's it. Yeah. And that's what I've done like with everything. So Community Frontline, we open that up, we move that. What is Community Frontline? So Community <laughs> Okay. This is like this is going back to sort of that your dad's legacy, your mom's legacy, yes. like impact in Fort Worth. And this is like East Side. This is your this is right like yeah. Explain, explain, explain what Community so, Frontline is. And I'm laughing because Schaefer, I don't know if you know Schaefer, the... Uh, advertising? The advertising oh, yeah. company. Love, they, they work with us. Love Ken Schaefer. Love. They're great. And they're helping us have an understanding of how to tell people what we do. And I have <laughs> no idea still how to tell people what we do. So... Give me your best shot. Community Frontline is an organization that's inclusive 
to men mm-hmm. to work and to help uplift their communities. But we're not exclusive to only men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do push for more men. You're to passionate be about seeing men be leaders, be leaders in yeah. their community. Yeah. And by doing that, we we work on uh, four pillars. Okay. Uh, four pillars that we focus on: education, police, and mm-hmm. community relationships, um, health. Okay. And the fourth is economic development. Okay. So this is. A, Getting men leading, doing good stuff to help. Yeah, in in, in police. What'd you say? Police, police relationships. Police relationships with the community. Yeah, okay. and 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 health and education, and 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 a big part of it, from my understanding too, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. A big part of it is uh, also around like race, like race and yeah, ra- racial like. Uh, community racial relationships, racial relationships, racial, yeah, and a big part of it's the east side in particular as well. So, and right? we do uh, right now our focus is on the east side because that's our home, like yeah. that's where we, that's where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we are pushing to do more on the north side and the south side and in west side, basically Fort Worth in general. Yeah, and we do work all over Fort Worth, but our main focus has been the east side. Mm-hmm. So. We do things like garden day, mm-hmm. um, community cleanups, movie nights where we go to this baseball field and watch movies mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of families from the neighborhood. Um, we do, um, <clears throat> we buy groceries for families. Uh, we pay, we help people with, um, I don't know what you would call it, but helping to pay rent for people who could, can't keep up with their, their rent. Yeah. Um, we help people, um, deal with domestic domestic abuse we talk about we have forums that deal with all subjects across the board from i feel like that that's what i know y'all i know y'all do all that help really helpful give back stuff but i feel like when i think of community friendline i think a lot of it is uh pushing for hard real honest conversations and dialogues and raising awareness about whatever yeah like y'all have these forums yeah where you talk i feel like a lot of it's like challenging people and educating people and pushing people especially like 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 race just in our in our city with with what happened uh with, with Tatiana ta- yeah, yeah like was a and y'all were like at the forefront of saying things have got to change for sure leading that discussion and dialogue what what does it what does it look like to for our relationship with the city of of Fort Worth police uh yeah we've did you say what does it look like? Well, no, no, no yeah. No, you y- just, y'all are saying. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. You're, and a- we've, you're asking those questions. And we've built these relationships with um, the police from people that work in the streets all the way to the chief. Mm-hmm. Um, we've built these relationships to have to be able to have honest conversation with them, mm-hmm. to yell at them, and to <laughs> pat them on the back. Yeah. But our our whole goal is to protect the community. Yeah. And in that, in whichever way that looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we focus on. And well, I mean, we do talk about the the race relationships uh, from, especially from the race conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just so many. The problem is, it's so many issues that's out here besides just race too yeah. that yeah. we deal with, especially during the pandemic 
one of the main focuses that I know personally that I was pushing toward was the depression that was on the uprise. Mm -hmm. uh, the depression and the low self-esteem and the anxiety that was happening and the, the results that was happening from that. Mm -hmm. uh, suicide was uh, rising. Domestic yeah. abuse was rising. Um, all these different things that was happening from people just being in their house. Mm -hmm. Like those are the things that we, we really, we pushed that too. We pushed, we pushed a whole plethora of uh, topics because it was just a crazy mm -hmm. I mean everybody knows it was yeah. a crazy time so and you you helped start this yes I was one of the founders so okay and this is like your same group of guys that kind of high school right yeah it's so like except some of the, Derek okay yeah D Derek Carson he came in he was a friend of ours yeah yeah he came in later I don't even know what year he came in mm -hmm. but he came in later but and how did it start it started just with Bible study okay just some guys getting together and yeah having, reading the Bible and, we were having Bible study um at Dunbar Middle School, no, Dunbar um, Sixth Grade Center at the time. Mm -hmm. We were having Bible study, and we would just meet every Wednesday, and we did this for years. Mm -hmm. And then um, Philandro got killed, mm -hmm. and when that happened, we went to some forums because we were really outraged, and we just felt hurt. Mm -hmm. So we went to forums, and we were noticing, like, the forums we were going to, there was two things that was happening. Okay. It was... The first thing was it was a lot of women, a room yeah. full of women, yeah. and old men. Mm -hmm. That's just what the crowd was. And that, that's generally, generally the case with just any Anything, social men are generally kind of checked out. Yeah, but that's because we have to— And I'd say that that's true even for me. My wife is way more active, active and cares about it and has to challenge me. You know, I'm, I'm saying that in all honesty. Like, yeah. Like— she, I think it's because women are more empathetic. And then the second thing was it would be a place to where people would go, they would yell and be upset, mm -hmm. and then they would leave. Mm -hmm. And that would be it. Nothing productive no, is nothing happening happened here. after yeah. that. So we said, okay, well, let's have a forum, and we're going to call men out to come, and we're going to talk about things, we're going to bring up issues, and then we're going to move on them. And that was the whole plan. Okay. And then we—that's pretty simple. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going we're gonna, to do something. We're going to figure out ways to do yeah. it. Yeah. And okay. so we had it. We had the form. Seventy-five men were there. Wow. Um, How'd you get I that don't know. many? People? It just had, and it was just fast. We called, did a call out. Seventy-five young men were there too. That's that cool. was the thing. They all came. Uh, we had, we had a sit down, and we had a real discussion on what are the problems in our communities and what are the things that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. And we did this big white chalkboard and we wrote down all the issues that were in our community and it was like 50, 49, 50 different things. So yeah. we tried to categorize each thing. And those and became those up, pillars? Well, we came up with 12 pillars. Okay. Um, and those 12 pillars, it was hard to maintain them, but a lot of those ended up going together too. Yeah. So we did that, like resources was uh, something that we also could group in with a few other things that we're dealing with. What is that resource that we're looking for? But yeah, so we came up with ideas, concepts, we made groups, and then we just started tackling them in groups. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's how, that's and how you, everything And you feel started. like it's made a difference in the community? I feel, I feel like we made some, some major work. Yeah. The only issue is <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. I don't know. It's, well, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like, Superman, mm -hmm. like Superman is Superman. Yeah. He goes and he flies around and he saves the world repeatedly and it just keeps 
Like, it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Like, things just keep happening. And it's just going to continue. The world's happen. always going to be broke. It's always going to be broke. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like we're saving any, anything, but it feels like we're making some legwork. We're doing some things that are making a difference, mm-hmm. but there's always still more work to do. Yeah, so there's a heaviness to that. But it I feel be. like you you have, I feel like you've been, y'all have challenged and inspired people. And I feel like you've also, like, helped change public perception on a lot of things you know, and, and started conversations that I think have been really helpful. I think so. I, I, and you have they made a movie out of it too, right? Yeah. So TCU made a documentary uh-huh. uh, called 76105, Dr. King Won't Rise. So uh-huh. just basically saying that we can't keep waiting on Dr. King to come back okay. because he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. King, Malcolm X, none of these leaders from the past are going to come back. We have to be the new leaders of today. Uh, that's a powerful title. Yeah. Uh, that was inspired by Quentin's <clears throat> speech and yell that he had at uh, the 75 men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he came in late from some event uh-huh. and yelled at everybody. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was a great, it was a great speech. And I was just like, Quinn, that was tough. I don't know. Uh, You're going to run people away. But he didn't. He inspired. That's cool. And (coughs) one of the things, too, because we did start off as a Bible study, Mm -hmm. and that's, I should, I'm having your issue that you were having a few minutes ago with all that water. But, um, yeah, you got (laughs) to, I know, I know. But the thing is, um, The thing about the Bible study we were having, it was race, not race, it was religious based, religion based. Mm -hmm. And doing Community Frontline, we're not religion based. So we're not excluding anybody. We we want everybody to be in there regardless of what you believe in. So that's why we had to move into Community Frontline so everybody can be a part of it and feel welcomed as well. That's good. I love love that you're doing that and have done that. Do you also see there's a, I think there's a correlation too between your, your heart for the city, your heart heart for the community, your heart for community frontline, and then also what you're doing with, with in the world of fashion. Do those correlate at all? Like, do they cross over at all? I don't feel like it. And if it does, it's just something I'm not noticing. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I <laughs> feel like, it, I feel like the, what you've done for fashion has made Fort Worth more vibrant. I feel hmm. like it's made, you're bringing fashion in, you know, you're bringing style in, you're bringing, you know... I think I think it, it's both of those make our city more interesting, fun, mm. and beautiful, and and cool. That, so I, I can see that. that that definitely makes sense. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about we we started going there, uh, but but I'm curious about your relationship with your wife with with Mia because because okay. you have we got two entrepreneurs in a in, in a household mm-hmm. and. You have you you have a restaurant owner, coffee shop owner, black black coffee, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have you, which ha, has has you like, and both of y'all, you're in charge of everything. It all falls yeah. on your shoulders, a hundred percent. Which can be, you know, like you said, all the work, the hard things that goes into that. Sometimes it's like super late hours. Sometimes when stuff goes bad, you know, yeah. neither of you have like a nine to five check in check out, no. stable normal job. When COVID hits. Were, you, were y'all freaking out when COVID hit? <laughs> so when COVID hit... Because she opened in January, right? She opened in... No, she opened in November. Okay, in November. But she, the business, like COVID was her business. Like she's been through the COVID pandemic majority of the time she's been open, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, freaking out, yes. She... So I'm trying to figure out how to say things without getting in trouble. <laughs> uh she freaks out a lot on certain things. Mm-hmm. 
and but she can work herself back into the mode and understanding what she has and being able to work and make it function right mm-hmm. so when commu- not not community when black coffee had the pandemic was in the pandemic and she had to close she had to figure out okay what am i going to do how am i going to do this mm-hmm. can i do this am i just going to be closed these months but what she did was she had already put a barn door on the side and she mm. was getting ready to create a drive through Oh, that's cool. So she utilized that during the pandemic. So during the pandemic, she never was closed. Just nobody came in. Yeah. Everybody just drove up to the window. Wow. And they gave. She was able to work and find a loophole. Yeah. And so that we, me and her talked about that. But one of the things is she's... <laughs> We're all we're always able to problem solve. Mm-hmm. So there's issues and problems with schedules in regards to somebody going to drop off the kids in the morning, picking yeah. up kids from school. I know how hard that have, is because yeah. you both the kid gets sick. Yeah, who's so, ju- who's yeah who's going to stay home? Yeah, majority of the time, it's well actually it's a mix of both. Yeah, you know, um, but when staff is low on her side. Like she has to fill in that void. Mm-hmm. Then I have to pick up on my side. Yeah. And so the other issue was, you remember I told you I was going to go back to school. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was that school is nine to five Monday through Friday. Oh my gosh. By uh, North Park. Okay. Are you doing that right now? No, I was I was going to, but I had to push it back. Okay. Because, which is a strange thing to say, this year was so phenomenal. Yeah. I did not have time yeah. to step away to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to pick it back up in uh, fall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then do y'all do y'all challenge each other? Do y'all encourage each other? Is it like something you talk about? Yes. <laughs> so um, challenging, yes. So I'm, I'm trying to see. So I wanted to move into shoes. I wanted to move into ties. I wanted to move into all these different things early. Mm-hmm. In the in, when everything started, like around 2018, 2019, when I just moved into the showroom. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she was just like, and this is something that encouraged me. Mm-hmm. You need to learn to perfect your suits. Mm. Before you start moving into anything, figure that you out. You need to get, figure this out. Be the best at that. Yeah, 100%. And did you take that advice? Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. So I didn't even get into shoes until this year. You guys, so you have shoes now. Yeah, I have shoes now, but I are don't these, sell these, them yet. These are your shoes? Yes, but I don't sell them yet because I'm That's still cool. perfecting them. Oh, really? So okay. I'm still working on it. But I need to get some shoes. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, these are comfortable. Those are no shoestrings. That's awesome. And I can take them off at any time. Uh-huh. That's why I love it. But, um, but the same thing with her. She'll ask me questions about uh, roast or what she should do business-wise and these things. So we feed off each other's um, advice and mm-hmm. and what we present to each other and we kind of talk each other off a of ledges sometimes yeah when it comes to um just issues that might come about yeah so yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> i can relate to that because my you know my 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 wife runs a nonprofit, started a nonprofit, also has a, a retail clothing you know, or not clothing but a, a retail yeah company that's can worthy co yeah and and so b- both of us our entrepreneurs and both of us are crazy driven. I know, and so and that's part of the attraction. Is I, I, we on date nights we're like talk about what are we gonna do next, and we yeah. we're really good at dreaming together. Sometimes to a fault. Sometimes it's like we just, all we did was just talk about work, work and what we want to do. And sometimes that's I get that that's bad. But then also because we're both so driven and so passionate, it, it can also be like. 
Yeah. We start button, <laughs> butting heads. But, but at least you you guys are able to talk about the next steps and what it'll yeah. look like yeah. to each other. And and you can have an understanding if something makes sense or if it even sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And both of us always have an opinion. And There's never a situation where both of us, <laughs> where someone doesn't have an opinion because we're both freaking opinionated. Well, the only time I don't have an opinion is when she's asking me something and I'm doing something. Yeah. So I'm not paying attention. You're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. What what does wild success look like? Like five years from now, wild success. Wild success. Uh-huh. <clears throat> what do you what do you what what is the that vision for the future? Well, this is me spilling the beans, but I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, having my haberdashery. Okay. Uh, having my haberdashery. What the heck is a haberdashery? So a haberdashery is a men's store to where you. Is have, that your word or is that like a? No, it's a, it's a real word. Okay. So, um, basically sell men's shoes, socks, suits, shirts, whatever, um, underwear, deodorant. Mm-hmm. Just It's a place where people who wear men's wear mm-hmm. can go. That's where the male or female, they can just go, they can buy what they want. So you want a want. store, a I store. I want a storefront okay. that I don't work in. Okay. <laughs> Caveat. <laughs> yes, because I don't want any nine to five yeah. to hours. Uh-huh. I have an in-house, <coughs> an in-house on staff group of tailors mm-hmm. that are ready to do whatever at any time and a few of those set up mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and another suit location like for bespokes mm-hmm. consultations and setups kind appointment of like only in the kind showroom of, yeah. appointment only like I have now in a few other um, cities okay that is uh. that is the goal but I, I want it to, it has to make sense it has to have clothiers that are flowing and constantly making money and bringing in people and driven to succeed in the business. Mm -hmm. That's the the major. So that last part, having clothiers that really want to succeed in the business that I can, that's working with me. Yeah. I would love that. That's my, that's my success story. That's cool. So I'm in a couple locations and having this haberdashery. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of like Drew has Drew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drew Jones. Yeah. What's it? What's his company? Uh, Harper and Jones. Harper and Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Because he changed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another clo- clothier. Yes. But I don't. I mean, I don't mind mentioning anybody because nobody's. There's, an, there's enough. There's different. enough business out there for you. There's business out there for him. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's nobody's gonna stop eating. An abundance mentality. Right. Um, was there Was there a moment where you're like, man, like, you, we've talked a lot about the the wave and 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 the success and things working was there a moment maybe it's recently where you were just like this it's happening this is real like was there like a particular moment where you're like i can't, you stopped back and took it all in and were like i can't believe it yes it was recently okay. because i was having a conversation with people well with a friend of mine jeremy and we were he's um <clears throat> he's a grower mm-hmm. he grows plants okay a particular plant. Okay. And a particular the, a plant. particular type of plant. Okay. And the way he was growing it is ingenious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he's doing it and, and mixing these strands and creating these things, it's ingenious. It's ingenious. So I told him <coughs> to look look at what he's doing and look at what he's creating. And it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. people don't do that. And then I and at that moment I also realized that that's something that I needed to do myself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stopped in that moment and we and I just looked at what I had created or mm-hmm. where I was sitting just the fact that 
I started off going door to door to people, like mm -hmm. going to the house, meeting people at Starbucks or different yeah. coffee shops to do consultations. And now I'm sitting in this building where yeah. I'm sitting in my office that I just adding so much greatness to it. And yeah. it's just like, wow, mm -hmm. like I'm I'm doing this full time and I'm successful. And so you're able to step back and be like, man, yeah. this is. And, and I don't do that often yeah. because one of the issues with driven entrepreneurs is it's hard for us to sometimes stop and actually appreciate where we are. 100% and be present. Because we know, we know where we're trying to go mm -hmm. or we know what the next step is. We might not know what we're trying to be in the next five to 10 years, yeah. but we know what we're trying to do next. Yeah. So it's just hard. So you had one of those moments recently. Yeah. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm so I'm so proud I, of you. I didn't break down and cry or anything. Yeah. But it's, I, but I it's, don't mind But crying. it's good for your soul to do that. 100%. It's, it, it's, it's good. Gratefulness. You, you can't be, you can't have anxiety. You can't have stress. You can't worry. You can't be angry and be grateful at the same time. When, you're, when you are being grateful, when you're reflecting and present, like it kind of washes those away. And I was looking at my... Uh, I was looking at my scotch collection at the time. <laughs> you have a full scotch collection? Because I have, I have a Japanese uh, whiskey collection. Okay. And I have a scotch collection. Fascinating. And I was just looking I at... Need to, I need to come to the studio, apparently. You, I definitely agree. I definitely think so. And I was looking at it, and I was... and not So I, I'm very particular about the ones I buy, but I was just looking at the years mm -hmm. that were on my bottles, and I was like, wow. I remember when... Like I was drinking uh, Rock and Rye, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "This is the one." And now I'm just at this, and, and I'm not at a huge level. I'm not like grand or anything, but I am very particular about my whiskeys. You got some fancy whiskeys and scotches, is what you're some, saying. I have some very <laughs> fancy whiskeys, and I was just kind of looking at it like, "Wow, I could never have bought this ten years ago." Kind of a hundred percent, yeah, because I could, I couldn't fathom it. Yeah, <clears throat> but when I have a great month. I, I splurge. Yeah. And I enjoy myself. Yeah. I love that. You know what we did not talk about either is like today's your birthday. Today is my birthday. Happy 39. birthday. Happy, Thank you. I'm so I, you. I I am honored that you would spend it today. I just I just hope I didn't bore everybody. That's no that's man. This was the, I, you know so part of the reason we're doing this and I people have heard me say this time and time before is 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 one to encourage people. I think when people hear someone's story, how you started, how you got into, and that you chased your dreams, that you yeah. took that leap, that you this idea of like a, a wave, all all that stuff. And my hope is that encourages people. Right. That, that other people are like, hear that and like, man, I could do that. 100%. Um, one, and then two, you know, the the way you learn things as a business owner, as an artist, whatever it is, is, is either by trial and error and making mistakes 100%. or by being in proximity to people who have gone before you. And, and, and you sharing what you have shared, like not everybody's going to get a chance to sit down and pick your brain for a couple hours the way that we've just done it. But it, but it's possible. Yeah. Well, but th this, my hope here is that people would learn. You get to mm -hmm. share some of these lessons yeah. and things you've learned along the way. That's why we're doing this. And I would, and I wouldn't say like one of the things that, that was a part of my aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I've had this <clears throat> a lot recently. I was thinking about the business that I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, yes, I'm, I might make suits for people all over the nation. I'm not international with making suits with people, mm -hmm. but 
I was thinking about the relationships I have. Like I do business all around the world. Mm-hmm. And it just, it kind of blew my mind when I thought about it. Like I have friends in Thailand that I talk to that make certain linings for me. Hmm. I have friends in Great Britain that I talk to who we talk about their children and how everybody's doing and That's they cool. and they create my fabrics. Wow. Or India, I grab fabrics from over there because they go to the market. I have people in India that go to the market for me. Mm-hmm. Like I have these relationships with friends in London and just I've never been in a position to where I can go somewhere. And I know I have friends there. That's cool. And that's it's very interesting for me as an adult to well, not as an adult, but just as a man from stop six yeah. east side to say, I ha- I do business and I have relationships all around the world. Yeah. And that's it's just interesting. It's international. That's cool. Yeah. And just, you know, the the that that's a cool story. You know, hopefully this inspires other anybody can can do that. If you just follow your dreams, follow your passions. Okay, one last question and then we'll wrap it up. If you so today's your birthday, so this question is even even more meaningful. Uh if you could go back, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, is there any advice that you would give your younger self? Yes. What what would that be? Be better about your business. What does that mean? It means tighten up on everything, like the flow of your business. Make sure you get your QuickBooks together. Make sure you get your uh, order, the way that you do things. Make sure that you have an understanding of how things are and organize it properly. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot of headaches that I wouldn't have had to deal with. If you paid more attention to the business side. If I paid more attention to the business side, there's a lot of money that wouldn't have been lost. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of issues that wouldn't have happened. I just would have had a better understanding and things would have flowed differently. Um, I just just know if you have a clean house and you have your business in order, Mm -hmm. that things are just in better position. Like things are just better. Yeah. And so... That's a, that's a good bit of advice. Yeah. I, I, I can relate to that. Like it, doing music. Right. I remember when we got our record deal, I was like, I don't got to think about the business side. I got managers. I got booking agents. I got all this stuff. I don't have to think about that. I just, I'm just going to care about the music. And, and it's like, just, yeah. what a disaster that got me into. We had money missing and stolen from yeah. us. All these things go wrong because we checked out. So I, I can relate to that. Yeah. You, you can't. You can't, you, you can't just do the art. You right. can't just do the fashion. Like you got to pay attention to the business and, side of it. And too. that's why the pandemic was so great for me. Mm-hmm. Just, whoa, that sounds terrible. I lost, I had family members die, so it wasn't great. But, yeah. But it really gave me a time to sit down and really just get my shit together. Yeah. And when you have that fear, like we don't know what's going to happen. Right. You probably are freaking out like, Am I going to lose them? Are people going to buy clothes? Which forces you to tighten up. It did. Yeah. It did. And it also made me understand what is the what is the next plan? <laughs> like if I know this sounds weird to say, but I was like, if my tailors just pass away. Yeah. What are you going to do? What's the next plan? Like yeah. what is the backup? Mm-hmm. So then you have to start getting a backup for your for your moves. Yeah. But I know that's. Yeah. That's good. That's good advice. Well, man, I am inspired by you. I love what you're doing, man. I I think it's, I think it's really fun. Your story is inspiring and and you're just making really, really cool stuff. If people want to learn more about you, how, how do they, how do they find you? And how do they, if someone's like, I want to, I want to look like this guy. Well, how do they get a suit? Okay. So 
go to, you can find me on Instagram, quite underscore Frank, mm-hmm. or Franklin and Anthony on mm-hmm. Instagram. Twitter is FNA Customs, quite Frank uh, on Twitter. Facebook, quite Frank. Mm-hmm. Also, Franklin and Anthony. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, www.franklinanthony.com. You can go to communityfrontline.com or www.communityfrontline.com. You can just, you can give me a call. You can reach out. You can text me. Um, yeah. And I'll, we can make set up a consultation as, for a suit, or we can set up coffee just to talk. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> much, because I, I feel like... You're going to get people blowing up your phone. Well, I'm, I'm not tripping, because yeah. I, I feel like when you meet people, learning people's story, having an understanding of people, yeah. it helps me grow as yeah. an individual. I love it. Um, I should read more, because that would really help, too. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, man, thanks for joining us. This was a ton of fun. Yes, All right. definitely. We're out. Thank you. Okay. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.